Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. Right here on this Tuesday. We're glad to be here with you. We're excited to be on this podcast one more time. And I'll tell you what, it's hot outside. It is certainly hot. It is very, very hot. You know, here in Texas, uh, we've got, uh, you know, it's said of about 99 degrees out there. And they said with the heat index that it was feeling like about 112. So I'm going to tell you what, it's hot. You know, but the Bible tells us about another place that's hotter. Hell's going to be hot. Oh, yes, you don't want to go to hell. You want to cancel your ticket to hell. And then hell, death, hell, and the grave, matter of fact, is all going to be thrown in the lake of fire. It's going to get even hotter, I tell you. So this Texas heat or anywhere else that you are that is hot, 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 uh, hell's a whole lot hotter, and so is the lake of fire. So we don't want to go there. We want to find out what cancels our ticket to hell because we certainly uh, don't want to go there. Amen. And if you think it don't exist, I got news for you. I got to tell you about what the word of God says. Jesus told about hell he did. He told about the man that went to hell because he didn't listen to the Lord. He wouldn't have his faith in Jesus Christ. He's turned from the way of truth. Amen, unto a lie. And you know, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about how God hates lies. God hates all liars. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8, I believe it is, that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. You know what? When I looked up that word part, it meant you're going to have your own compartment in hell, in the lake of fire, that is. I mean, I don't want to have my own compartment in the lake of fire. Do you? I don't. And some people say, oh, I don't believe that. That's just a story. Well, you ain't going to be thinking that when you're rolling around in hell. You're not going to be thinking it's a story at all. So we're going to have to wake up. Yeah, wake up and look at what God's word's got to say. Because one of these days, you're going to have to meet him. And what we have done or not done in this life, according to our faith in Jesus Christ, is going to determine whether you've canceled your ticket to hell or not. And don't sit there and say, well, I got Jesus. Well, just because you got Jesus don't mean a thing because I'm going to tell you what, there's something, and I'm going to explain what I mean. Don't take a little snippet of my podcast and sit there and turn around what I said. Do you understand? Because God will come after you. You don't think so? Try it and watch what God does to you. Huh? And don't think that God's going to be instantaneous. Oh, no. The Lord will wait a while. Oh, yes, he will. But you play around with God, you've got fire to play with. Because the Bible says, God is a consuming fire. Don't you know? That's what the Bible says. God is a consuming fire. You don't want to play with him. Don't mess with him. The Bible says, touch not God's anointing. You better leave God's people alone. Don't play with them. Amen. So, as I was saying, if you got Jesus, just because you say you got Jesus, that don't mean anything because it came out of the mouth of Jesus himself. He's the one that said it. I'm just telling you what he said. I'm just a messenger. That's all. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. And you claim you follow him. Well, you better know what he says. Don't sit there and tell me you follow him if you don't know what he say. All right. So what did Jesus say? Well, he said there's going to be a day that people come and they're going to say, Oh, Lord, I did this in your name. And, Oh, Lord, I did that in your name. And I did this in your name. And I did that in your name. And so on and so forth. Now, you know what, if you look that up and you see what the things that they were saying, they were always talking about all the loving, uh, lovely and loving things that they did. Oh, they were such loving things they did. Such lovely, loving things that they did. But the Lord said, uh, well, but I don't know you. Now, it's not God. It's not that the Lord don't know who, who they are, exactly who they are. He knows everybody. But he meant I don't know you in a relationship. You know what I mean? I mean, I could know who my neighbor is down the street, you know, wave at them or whatever, and never ever get to know them and make not even know their name, you see. But if you're going to know somebody 
on a personal level, you're going to get to the point where you know the name. You might probably even know the first and last name. You're going to get to know the family. You're going to become friends. You're going to, uh, you see what I'm saying? There's a big difference in waving, hello, Jesus, hello, from a distance. And then you don't even have a relationship with him. And that's what the Lord was talking about. And he said, this is what's going to happen. They're going to sit there and they're going to tell me all the things that they did. I did this in your name and I did that in your name. And so don't tell me they weren't Christian or at least claimed to be. You say, well, that's it. They just really weren't serving the Lord. No, the Bible, if you read it, the Bible says they, they, they were claiming to be servants. I mean, the Bible literally speaks as though they were servants. And they did these things in his name, you see. And so, uh, but the Bible says because of their iniquity, God don't know them. You know what iniquity is, don't you? Sin. So you got to get that sin taken care of. You got to get that out of your life. You have to repent and turn to Jesus and let Jesus wash you clean with his blood. But that means you got to repent. You see, that's something everybody dropped the ball on. They don't want to repent no more. They want to keep walking in their sin and say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. If you say you're a sinner saved by grace, you're on your way to hell. Do you understand? You're on your way to hell. Because the Lord said he's going to save us from our sin, not in our sin. Amen. And so you come to Jesus, you repent of your sins, you say, Lord... I, and you say, well, I don't know how to, you know, stop this or that. Well, none of us knew how to do that. That's why you go to Jesus. Because he said, I'm going to endue you for, with power from, hallelujah, glory to God. He said, I'll endue you with power from on high. That's what Acts chapter 1, uh, chapter 1 and verse 8 say. He said, you go. He said, I'll endue you with power from on high. Jesus ain't going to lie to you. He said, I'll give you power to overcome. And, and he's not going to lie about it. Amen. And I remember times that when I backslid into sin and I was living the way I was living and I knew if the Lord came then, I was going to go to hell. And I, you know, but you say, well, what was going on? Well, I, I, I didn't think I could get over and I, I didn't get, a, get over my addiction to pornography and I couldn't get over my addiction to promiscuous living and all that kind of thing, living like a whore or a whoremonger as a male whore is. And I don't mean I'm sitting there taking money. That's not what I mean. I mean, you, you can live like a whore and still be a whore. You don't have to take money. The Bible even talks about that. Tell me you just give it up. And so, you know, uh, Jesus is expecting us to repent of our sins and look to him for the power and the strength, hallelujah, to overcome. And, and you can't, that's the thing, you can't overcome without Jesus. How are you going to overcome without him? That's a prideful way of thinking. And we've been talking about the things that God hates. And the first two things on the list, and first, uh, well, not first, it's uh, Proverbs, excuse me. There ain't no first Proverbs. There's only one Proverbs. But uh, Proverbs uh, 16 through 19, you go to verse 17, that we've been looking at proud looking a lying tongue. God don't want that to pride. If you think you can get over on your, uh, yourself and you can overcome your sin all by yourself, you're full of pride. And your pride's going to take you to hell. You don't want to go to hell. Come on. Won't you go with us? Those of us that got a mind to serve him, we're going to heaven. Now, I don't know when I'm going to go. And neither does the, many other people that got a mind to serve him and want to get to heaven one day. But uh, we have no intention of going to hell. We don't want to. And so, you know, but you got to do it God's way. You can't do it your way. And God says we got to repent. That means you turn from your sin. And then you got to look to him for help to get you through. Because otherwise our flesh will continue to do what it's going to do. Because when I backslid, I kept thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to overcome this. I'm not going to be able to overcome these things. I mean, it's just too strong. It's too intense and all of this kind of thing. But you know, I wasn't praying. I would, you know, the Bible says building up your most holy faith. That's in the book of Jude, verses 19, 20. Go on ahead and read it. And uh, you build up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if you look in 1 Corinthians, and I believe it's a chapter, I think we talk in chapter 14, and it talks about edifying yourself in the Holy Ghost. That word edifying is also the same word, it's just translated differently over there uh, in that chapter. 
uh, talking about edifying yourself when you're speaking in tongues. Uh, you know, that spirit moving through you. And so, uh, first of all, you need to be baptized with that Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So that's what the Bible says. All through the Bible, you found out that people that were baptized with the Holy Ghost, that's what they did. They spoke in tongues. And the Bible tells us that. You know, the apostle, he come across some people and he said, have you had, received the Holy Ghost since you believe? There's some people that think they just get it because they believe. Well, that's not what the apostle Paul was saying. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Because he understood that they were believers. Well, they said, well, we never even heard of the Holy Ghost. He said, well, how were you baptized? And so he linked it up to that, that because they were not baptized in Jesus' name, that it was uh, causing them not to understand the fact that there was a Holy Ghost and God wanted to fill them with that Holy Ghost. And as he began to preach to them and talk to them, and of course the Holy Ghost came and fell upon them and filled them with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in other tongues. It says, for they heard, saw and heard them. They heard them. Uh, they they heard it they saw it and so there's an evidence of that now i know there's many of you out there you say oh no that's not how it is now well that's okay uh if that's what you think that's okay for now but it ain't gonna be okay for them because uh, the bible makes it clear that look it don't matter what you call yourself you can call yourself a bad i don't care you can call yourself baptist till jesus come as long as you got the the doctrine in the pulpit that's correct as long as you're teaching people, look, you can be baptized with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues like God says you're going to do. And uh, we need that Holy Ghost. The Bible says you should be endued with power from on high. You can't get through this life without the power of God. Uh, and especially with what is going on now and all the lies that have hit the earth in these last uh, few uh, years, especially these last two and three years and how uh, things have just escalated. The lies that are being told, the lies that are uh, being uh, expressed uh, throughout all different uh, types of um, what I would uh, call uh, power structures, hmm? such as uh, the schools and the government, uh, uh, you know, even out of the mouth of our president. And, uh, you know, I'm not one to slam a president. You know, the Bible talks about um, being respectful of things and praying for them. And I do pray for our president. I pray for God to give him some sense to do what's right. But so far, I guess he's not listening. But uh, in any event, uh, God wants us to uh, get right and do right and repent and turn from our sin and t lean on Jesus for the strength to, to not sin. I mean, you have got to have the strength of the Lord to keep you from uh, doing those things that are uh, unlike Jesus Christ. And so uh, what we're going to talk about today is still, we're still talking about that lying spirit. You know, the Bible, it says that the second thing that God hates is a lying tongue. And you say, why are you spending so much time? Because this month, you know, they've declared it to be uh, the month of pride. Well, I have declared it to be something else. I have declared it to be the month of humbleness to Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that if you're going to be a blood-washed, uh, baptized believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you ought to take back what's been stolen uh, by the devil. And uh, another thing is, uh, you know, God's the one to put that uh, rainbow up in the sky uh, to give us a promise of never flooding the earth again. You see, but somebody came along and decided to steal that rainbow and attach it to something called pride. And God has made up his mind. He said, I hate pride. So why are you going to attach it to something that God hates? It don't make any sense. Well, I'll tell you why it makes sense to the world. Because there's a lying spirit from the devil that has gone out. You know, I, I listened to somebody the other day. And, uh, well, I wasn't actually listening to it. I was reading a text or whatever it was they were saying. They were commenting on uh, this particular place that I was at on my phone. And they made this comment. And they said, how did uh, we get here from uh, uh, people wanting uh, equality in marriage to now we're uh, trying to literally castrate children? Well, I'll tell you how we got here. And see, and the person, they don't like the responses that they get. And I sent a response. I said, you want to know why? I said, I'll tell you why. And I began to explain. Look, you see, these things are moved by a demonic spirit, a demon power. It's moved by the devil. And people don't want to hear that. They don't like hearing that. It bothers them when you tell them that. 
And, and what they'll do is they'll try to brush it off. Oh, my goodness, here's those crazy Christians come out. But that is the truth. And, and, and you see, the world, they're in darkness. They don't want to look at the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. All they want to do is stay bound up. Well, why? Because they're in darkness, friend. You see, Satan has thrown darkness over them, and they can't see where they're going. Now, we're going to read a scripture. We're going to read a scripture. I'm, uh, you know, uh, we're going to go to 1 John. Now, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And I'm not talking about that, and I'm going to be in the King James Version. But if you go all the way to the book of Revelation, which is the last book. Now, I'm, I try to help people out this way so they can study the Word of God. Because I, I tell people, I don't want you on the phone looking up the Bible. Get a Bible. Go get a King James Version Bible and sit down and read and let's learn. And so, uh, if you go to the book of Revelation, uh, you know, and you and then you uh, go to the very beginning of the book of Revelation. And then if you look over, you'll find this one little book called the book of Jude. And then after that, you'll see 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. You'll see 3rd John, the 2nd John, the 1st John. So, we're going to be in 1st John chapter 1 and verse 10. Or not 10, I'm sorry. Uh, chapter 1 and verse... Five, all right. And we're going to read five um, through seven, all right. First John chapter one verses five through seven. This then is the message which we have heard of him. Well, who's the him? Jesus Christ. They said we're going to tell you what the message is, and declare unto you. We're going to tell you about it. That God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. All right, so if, if, if something is about uh, God, if it refers to God, if it's concerning God, it's not going to be in darkness. It's going to be in light. And then verse 6, it says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him, if you're saying that you belong to God and you have a relationship with God, then it says, at the rest of the verse, it says, And walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So if you are going to say that you belong to God, but you keep walking in darkness, you're a liar. You are flat out a liar. And, and you say, well, and, and you're not doing the truth. And so anybody, and I've seen many, many, many people, many people to claim, uh, they claim they know Jesus. And I've seen it this last week looking at some of the, uh, the people that claim to be ministers and the words that they're saying, people that claim to be following Jesus Christ and the nonsense, the absolute wickedness that's coming out of their mouth. It's astounding. And it squarely goes against the word of God. Absolutely. But you say, but, but okay, but what's happening? Well, I, I, you know, I, the thing that's happening you don't want to hear is what happens. And I'm talking about people that claim to be Christian. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that we're talking about dark demon power that moves these things because see satan knows that his time is running out he knows that and so uh, you know a lot of people say oh the power of satan has always been the same well it's always been the same but he's not always pulled all the stops out and now what satan has done is he's decided because he knows that his time is getting close he's beginning to pull out all the stops and that is what's happening in our world today the world is becoming darker and darker and darker. Now, the Bible says that the light of God's people will shine brighter and brighter as that darkness prevails over those that are not walking in truth. But, you know, what happens with those people is uh, that are walking in the light, they get stomped on and they get trampled on and people are, are uh, thrown to the wolves, so to speak. And, and, and you say all kinds of wicked things against the people of God that are trying to serve the Lord in truth and holiness with what uh, has been explained to us in the Word of God. And so this is what... Uh, John was trying to say, he said, you know, he said, now, if you say you're going to be, if you're going to have fellowship with God and you're walking in darkness, he said, we lie and we're not telling the truth. And so you can sit there and say you follow Jesus, but you can still be a flat out liar. And God hates liars. It don't matter if you say you, you follow Jesus, you can still be a liar and follow Jesus. And Jesus said that himself. Now you have John uh, saying the same thing, but who are we going to listen? Is, I heard somebody, one of these preachers say the other day, uh, I mean, they claim to be a preacher, but they're just a false prophet. But they said, 
Somebody said, well, the Apostle Paul said this and this. And they said, oh, I don't follow. I don't follow Paul. I follow Jesus. If you're going to follow Jesus, you would have followed his apostles. Because Jesus is the one for three and a half years that took those apostles and he trained them. Uh, and they were constantly uh, in, in fellowship with him. And he was constantly giving them word after word. And he gave them direction in Matthew. The book of Matthew, in the last chapter, he gave him directions. He said, go into all the world, teaching them. And, and, and one of the things Jesus said, teach them to observe all the things. Amen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back there real quick, and I'm going to read that. It's Matthew uh, 28, uh, and a lot of the Trinitarians, they like to use that to try to explain the reason why they baptize incorrectly, because you're supposed to be baptized in Jesus' name, but they baptize incorrectly. And they use this verse to do it because uh, it goes along with their three gods that they worship, uh, the Trinitarian. But anyway, um, so it says in uh, chapter 28 and verse 18, listen to what Jesus said. Now, if you're going to follow Jesus, okay, you claiming to follow Jesus or you claim to be a, a, a prophet of Jesus or you claim to be a, a preacher or whatever you claim to be, this is what Jesus said. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All and wait, let's back up to 16. Because it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mount where Jesus had appointed them. All right, that's verse 16, verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now that's what Jesus said. He said, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. And, and here the, you see there's 11 apostles there. And then it says in 19, now look what Jesus said. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And some people say, well, why did they have to bother coming to America? Why, why? And I get everything. Look, I'm not ignorant to the history and, and all of that. I, I get all that. All right? But nevertheless, whatever God is going to use God chooses what he uses, whether we like it or not. And so the Bible said to go teach all nations. So that's the reason why uh, Christianity had to come to America, to tell, tell the Lord, tell everybody, everybody about Jesus. And that's why that we understand and know in certain terms that God has given instruction to the church to go to all nations. Amen. Whether you want to hear it or not. And you know, there's Christians that actually, they get bothered and frustrated. I've heard people that claim to be Christian here in the nation of America, and, and, and they get all bent out of shape when they say, well, you know, the history, this, that, and the other. Listen, Jesus sent uh, people to exclaim him and, and to profess him uh, in a nation that was not doing that. All right? Now, I'm not being mean and hateful. I... I I, I love, listen, I love everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your nationality I don't care if you're Native. I don't care if you're uh, African-American. It don't make any difference to me. Chinese, Asian, uh, uh, Japanese. None of that matters to me. Okay? Indian from India. Uh, none of it matters. Because you've all been created by God. God has, has given us all the same mom and daddy from the garden. Uh, don't you know? My, uh, uh, don't you know Adam and Eve? was the beginning of it all, and Eve was the mother of all living. That means you and I, we all connected, whether you like it or not. And, and so he said, go ye therefore, now this is Jesus, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name. It didn't say in the names. It said in the name of the Father. And Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. And in the Son. Well, we know the Son's name is Jesus, but it's the name of Jesus. Baptize them in the name of Jesus. Baptize them in the name of the Father. Well, in the name of the Father, he said, I come in my Father's name. That saving name that came from the Father is Jesus. That's the saving name. And then uh, it says, and of, the, uh, and of the Holy Ghost. What of the Holy Ghost? The name. You say, well, what, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus? Uh, Jesus said uh, that the Holy Ghost would be sent in his name. So it is all wrapped up in that name and that's the reason why on the day of Pentecost uh, in chapter 2 and verse 38 you find that uh, Peter stood up and you didn't have any of those apostles standing there stopping the apostle uh, Peter uh, from saying repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Lord Ghost. Now look at what verse 20 says. Jesus goes on to say, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
In other words, he's given them instruction, and they're to go tell what that instruction is. Okay? And lo, I am with you always. You say, well, the Apostle Paul wasn't there. But the Apostle Paul had a conversion. Are you going to deny that the Apostle Paul had a conversion when Jesus himself was there? That Jesus was the one that stopped him on the road to Damascus? Are you going to call Jesus a liar when the Bible says that Jesus was there and he spoke to him? He, he knocked him to the ground and blinded him for three days? Are you going to call Jesus a liar? Huh? Because that means, uh, who's your daddy? Huh? Is your is your father Jesus? Is your father uh, the, the the same father that fathered the body of Jesus Christ, or do you have another father? Is your daddy the devil? Hmm. You better think about that. Don't sit there and act like you're a preacher of Jesus Christ uh, when you want to deny what Jesus said when He told them to go and preach and teach what I have commanded you. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. And, and the Bible says that all the books couldn't contain everything that he said and did. So there's a lot of things that we don't even have written. And the apostles are coming along and giving us guidance. And, and they are the foundation of the church. You know, the pillars of the church. And they're going to give us guidance. And you're going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to listen to Apostle Paul because I don't follow Paul. I follow Jesus. Well, if you're going to follow Jesus, then you would have done what he said. But it's just an excuse because people don't want to hear everything that Jesus said, including out of the mouth of the apostles that were directed by him. Hmm? So why are you even preaching? Why don't you get out of the pulpit and go sell cars or something? Huh? Do something else instead of getting out in the pulpit and lying to people. Well, bless the Lord. All right. So 1 John uh, chapter First uh, John uh, chapter 1, verse 5, And this is the message which you heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. In verse 6, And we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. Verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Did you understand that? you got to walk not in your own light. you got to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. You can't walk the way you want to walk. you got to walk in the light that Jesus stands in. Let me repeat that. Verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's only if you walk in the light as he is in the light. Not just whatever light you got going on. And that's what's going on with so many false teaching uh, uh, teachers, preachers, prophets, so to speak. You're nothing but a prophet of the devil, some of you. And you claim to be following Jesus and you're teaching people things that are not true in the word of God. And people are falling for all this mess. And, and, and we've got to listen to what the word of God says. If you follow him as he is in the light, it says we have fellowship with one another. In other words, you're going to be a part of the church body together. But if you don't follow uh, the light that Jesus stands in, you're not a part of the body. You're not a part of the body of Christ. You're not in fellowship with one another, uh, with the others. And nor do you have the blood of Jesus Christ that washes your sins away. You're still standing in your sin because you're walking in darkness. Well, let's see what does that mean. Well, first of all, he said, you're lying. He said, you, in verse 6, he said, you, you walk in darkness. If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. If you're walking in darkness, you're a liar. You say, well, I don't, I don't consider what I'm doing walking in darkness. It doesn't matter what you consider darkness. The word of God decides because it was God's word. Okay? Now, the first problem that I see uh, that is actually happening with people that claim to be preachers and teachers and prophets and all this other kind of thing of Jesus Christ. The, there are many, many of them that are coming up out of this filth, this darkness. It's, it, it's, a, it's not just darkness, it's a filthy darkness that has risen up from the hand of Satan because Satan, he is, you know, He's going to do what he's going to do in the last days. And this is one of the greatest 
things that he's got in his arsenal. When I say greatest, I don't mean greatest and wonderful. I mean greatest and the most powerful. The most powerful thing that Satan has in his arsenal against the truth is the fact that he mixes truth with a lie. That's what he does. And that's what makes it difficult for so many people to grasp hold of the full truth because they see people mixing the truth with the lie. Oh, they're up in the pulpit and they're preaching. It must be so. Well, it's not so. Because God's word is pure and holy, and whatever God's word says, you better listen to. But when you have liars in the pulpit that are saying, oh, well, I don't follow the Apostle Paul, and I don't follow this one, I don't follow that one. Look, none of us are saying we follow the Apostle Paul, but we follow Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ gave the instructions to them to give us instructions. And so, therefore, we look at all the word of God, all the counsel of the word of God. Are you saying that you deny part of the word of God just because it was written by the Apostle Paul? Are you saying that you deny part of the word because it was written by other apostles because if you do that then what you do is you put yourself in the position of God and you've decided oh, oh, I'm going to come along and I'm going to decide what is part uh, of God and what, what parts of the devil or what parts of man I heard some so called preacher she's a liar she ain't no preacher she said she was a preacher she's not no preacher she's a liar and she sat there and she wanted to talk about how she pastors a church and and she said she believed in Jesus but the more that she was interviewed you realized she didn't believe in the Bible she she did not believe that all the Bible was uh, written uh, and 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 moved by the power of the Holy Ghost. She believed that there were a lot of mistakes in it that man had made, so they have to go through it and decipher what's right and wrong. Well, you tell me, how is it that you elevated yourself to such a position that you think that in your own mind that you've got the knowledge of your own self to decide uh, what is right in God and the word and what is not you have pushed yourself in the same position that Satan did while he was in heaven and God kicked his behind out of heaven and you know what God's gonna kick your behind out too because if you're going to put yourself in the same position that Satan did, just so that, because uh, see, Satan's not stupid. He says he, he goes about seeking whom he may devour. And he knows who he can suck up into his little vortex of lies that will go out and preach for him. Hmm? Oh, it's the truth. Now, let's look at uh, what the Word of God says. Let's go to second, uh, the second chapter of First John, and let's start with verse uh, fifteen. It says, "Love not the world, huh? neither the things that are in the world, huh? The world's ways, the everything. When you look that up, you you find so much about that. But love not the world, neither the things in the world. This is not talking about the dirt." the trees that that's not now we certainly can't worship those either but it's talking about the world system and the way that they're doing things and the way that they think and the way they operate and the way they behave so love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man and that word man is translated human being any human being love the world if you love the world he said the love of the father and talking about god the father the love of the Father is not in him. Meaning that you don't love God. You don't love God. Because you love the world. You cannot love the world and love God at the same time. You cannot love the ways of the world and love God at the same time. That is not possible. Okay? You're being deceived. You're lying to yourself. You're listening to lying preachers in order to make yourself comfortable with your sin. And, and this is the damaging, uh, destructive ways of Satan that he, he uses lies that are perpetrated by people that claim to be, uh, you know, teachers and preachers or whatever, that people, uh, it says that they'll they'll find a preacher with itching ears. You know, you scratch his ear, he's like a little dog. He'll, you know, scratch your ears and he'll just shake his little foot as, and tell you what you want to hear as long as you scratch his little old ear. Now, how do you scratch his ear? Well, maybe like buying him a $300,000 sports car or giving him the money to do so. You say, oh, well, that man sold books. Well, what's his books about? 
Huh? It's sure not about how he got his white teeth. It's sure not about how his, he got his hairstyle. Uh-uh. No, it ain't. Uh-uh-uh-uh. It ain't how how he ended up in a multi, multi, multi-million dollar mansion with thousands upon thousands of square feet. You know, it's just him and her. Why you need so much square footage when it's just the two of you? Huh? Are you two so bothered by each other that you got to have, uh, you know, over 10,000 square feet in the house because you ain't got enough room for each other's ego and behavior? Oh, my goodness, Lord, <laughs> help me, Jesus. My Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, we got to stop listening to lying preachers. They're sending people to hell. Amen. Now, let's look at the word of God. All right. So, he said, Love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man love the world, love the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Don't sit there and tell me it's all right for you to use the word pride. Don't you know, I don't care what it is, what pride of life you got going on. God is saying right here, that is part of the world. It's part of the darkness of the world. And you got churches that are latching on to the LBGTQ plus ABCD, EFG, HIJK, LMNOP uh, group and uh, uh, sitting there and saying, come on in here. Come on in here. Bring your worldly ways. Bring your attitudes in here. We'll accept it. We'll let you do. And I'm saying to you, as a eunuch, somebody that came out from among them, like God said, come out from among them and be ye separate. I was part of that gauge, and I'm going to tell you what. You better come out from among them and be separate. You better get right with God before it's too late. Because God is coming back after a blood-washed church in the name of Jesus by his blood. He shed his blood for you that you might be saved and wash you clean of your sin that he would present himself. He would be presented with a, a clean bride, not some dirty, filthy old woman, but a clean bride. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for your delivering power. Now, now, Listen to that verse again, verse 16. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but of the world. It's not of God. It's from the world. It's from the world. And then it says here in verse 17, there's a bit of careful thought need to be taken for verse 17. It says, and the world passeth away. That world with all of that lust that's attached and all that pride and everything else to go with it, it's passing away, folks. You better wake up and smell that Holy Ghost power before it's too late. Don't you hear? You say, how can I hear? You're just screaming. Then get that ears of yours, those spiritual ears of yours unplugged. Huh? Get them unplugged so you can hear the Spirit of God speak to you. And God is going to send anybody and everybody that he needs to, and some of them are going to have a loud voice. Some of them, they're going to be beating the pulpit. Some of them are going to be talking about hell to try to get you to turn around because I'm going to tell you what, the devil knows his time is running out. And so you better think about that. Now, it says the world passes away. And the lust thereof, all is going to be wiped out. But he that doth the will of God, he that does the will of God, not your will, not the will of your flesh, but the will of God, he that doth the will of God abideth forever. You want to live forever? Stop listening to the lies. Stop listening to the lies. Because the bottom line is, destruction is coming. Now, I don't know when it's going to come, but I'll tell you what, God has made it clear in no uncertain terms that destruction is going to come one day. 
You say, oh, this is just the way preachers go. You know, every time there's just some kind of upheaval or whatever. No, 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 no. No, this is, there's so many things that are attached to what's going on now that is so different than what it used to be. Some people will sit there and make themselves believe, oh, this is the way it's always been. Oh, you can look in history and they'll keep doing that. But there are certain things that you can see in this generation starting back to the early 1900s you can see how god began to restore the church back and people being filled with the holy ghost once again and you can see where god has begun to restore israel those things those things are prophesied israel it was prophesied that god would restore them and god has done that and he said when you see this happening look up because your redemption draweth nigh you better look up you better start looking up and first you better start looking up to repent and say god uh, well you better not look up you better look down first and humble yourself amen because we got to come to god in a humble way humble yourself before the mighty hand of god and god will lift you up and then you'll be able to look your, uh, up to God and say, Lord, thank you. And raise your hand up and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for, hallelujah, glory. Thank you for your mercy and your love and your goodness and your kindness. Because God, he loves you. He loves everybody. But those of you who've been wrapped up with lies and you claim to be Christian, you're going to have to come out of that bunch of nonsense. Because it's going to strand you to hell. And I know you got preachers say, oh no, once saved, always saved. There is no such doctrine as that teached in the Bible. But you've got lying preachers in the pulpit that have said it so many times that people believe it even though it's not in the Bible. Even though it's not in the Bible. They keep saying it so people believe it. And just like the Trinity, they keep saying it over and over and over and over so people believe it. And that you say, well, what's, why do you keep bringing that up? Because the Trinitarian doctrine literally stops people from being baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you what, right now, the devil does not want you to be baptized in Jesus' name. He does not want that to happen. So he's doing everything that he can. So now you got a huge bunch of people that, that are saying, oh, this is the right way. And none of these people are baptized in Jesus' name. I mean, you might have a tiny little group that has finally got uh, some sense about them baptized in Jesus' name, but they're still hanging on to the Trinity. But the majority of them, they're not doing that. It literally stops you from being baptized in Jesus' name. Don't you know that's what the devil wants? He sure does. He don't want you to take the name on in baptism. Uh, 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 uh. No, he don't want you to do that. And so we got to start coming out of these lies. We got we to gotta understand God hates lies. There's a reason why. Because it literally brings destruction to the people that God loves, he created, and he loves, and he wants them to be saved. Now, if you're an atheist and you're listening, listen to me. God loves you. You say, well, I don't believe in him. Well, just because you don't believe in him don't mean he don't love you. I mean, my goodness, God loves you even though you don't believe in him. Can you imagine that? He loves you. He created you because he wanted you to be living. And he wanted you to be living because he wants to give you all the blessings that he has. And you say, oh, that's just a narrative. That's just a construct by a bunch of people. No, it's not. Listen, I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you what, it's a real thing. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I'm going to tell you what, you get baptized with the Holy Ghost and you can have joy, joy, joy. Hallelujah. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. You have no idea what it's like to have joy unspeakable. There's no words to explain the joy that the Holy Ghost gives you when God baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah, glory. And it says he'll give you peace that passes all understanding. I've experienced that myself. I've experienced that more times than one, but just, uh, just it hasn't even been a year, not even a year since one of my sons died of a drug overdose. And I'll tell you, the first couple of days, it just I was just beside myself. It just broke my heart. And all I could do was cry. All I could do was just, I, I didn't know what to do. And I, of course, I was crying to God and, and all of that. But I just, it just really, you know, it bothered me. I was so uh, broken. But there came a point as I kept praying to God, and I said, God, you said you're not going to give me more than I can stand. I need your help. And I'm going to tell you, God came in.
And God will do the same for you. God can come in and give you peace that passes all understanding. You say, you don't know all I've been through. You don't know all I've been through. I've been through a lot. And I've been through so much that I've had one of my relatives tell me they didn't even understand why that I was not either in a mental institution or having been put in prison for maybe slaughtering people or something. And, of course, the only reason why I think that they said that because they knew how uh, difficult my life was how growing up and the things that I went through. And they said, what, what do you, you know, what do you attribute that to? And I just took my finger and I pointed up. I said, it's God. It's God. God Almighty. He's a good God. And even when I left him, you know, I came to the Lord and then I backslid. I backslid three times. Can you imagine? But finally, one day the Lord, you know, he just told me, he said, get up. He said, I have called you. Get up and go do what I have called you to do. And so here I am. I don't deserve to be used. Not at all. But I thank him. You see, God is good and God loves you. And it doesn't matter who you are. God has a plan for you. He, he allowed you to be conceived in your mama's womb. And, and he allowed you to be born. He allowed you to, to come to the place where you are now, alive. And God wants you to be a living sacrifice for him. He doesn't want you to die off before your time. God loves you. And he wants to save you. Won't you hear his voice today? Won't you let Jesus do something for you? Listen, if you ain't never known what it's like to be saved and set apart for God's use, which means sanctified, and filled with this Holy Ghost power that God promised. He said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 39, He promised the Holy Ghost to everybody. As many as the Lord our God shall call, it's for everybody. I don't listen. Don't listen to you know Baptists and Catholic to tell you that that's not true. They're not telling you the truth. Now I'm not being mean and hateful to them. I got Baptist people in my family. I love them. I know that they have a, a, a faith in the Lord, but honestly, um, they're missing out on this Holy Ghost. You know, they can sit there and they can say all they want. Oh, that's just a bunch of stirred up. Emotion. No, no, this is not stirred up emotion because stirred up emotion cannot change people's lives. But the Holy Ghost can. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost, I've seen people's lives just absolutely turn around. You say, well, why'd you backslide three times? Well, for one, I didn't keep my eye on the Lord and I uh, allowed myself to get to a place where I wasn't keeping all my armor on. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 about the armor. The armor of God, and I think it's in verses 10 through 18. And, and I wasn't keeping all the armor on, so Satan certainly, he, he could see that I didn't have all my armor on. You know, the breastplate of righteousness, I certainly wasn't walking right. I mean, I, I was living, you know, like I said, just an ungodly, unholy way. And, uh, you know, Satan was able to just zero in an attack and just about take me out. But thank God for his mercy and his long-suffering and patience. And anybody, if you're a backslider out there, listen, God loves you. Uh, it, listen, don't matter how far you're going, God loves you. Okay? If you feel any bit at all of any, uh, I'm not sure whether I should use the word guilt because so many people hate that word. But I'm going to say we ought to feel guilt for our sin. We ought to feel ashamed for our sin because it's what leads us to repentance. You know, you got people that, you know, they, they, they think it's such a terrible thing to have shame and guilt for your sin. But it's what leads us to repentance. And people that don't feel guilty for what they've done, they're not going to truly repent. They won't do it because they don't feel any reason to. But those who feel that, that sense of, you know, I, I know I've done God wrong, and I know what I've said or how I've acted or what I've been involved with has not pleased God, and I'm, I feel guilt for that. That's okay to feel that way because it's what should lead you to repentance. And so would you allow, uh, as the Lord convicts you of your sin, would you allow him to bring you back? Would you allow the Lord to do that? Would you allow the Lord to bring you back and baptize you all over again with the Holy Ghost if you're somebody that's been baptized with the Holy Ghost? 
Now, that doesn't mean you'd receive the Holy Ghost again. You That Holy Ghost is still in you unless you've committed the unpardonable sin and you blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. But if you've got to feel any ounce of guilt for your sin and want to turn back to Jesus, then you haven't committed the unpardonable sin because nobody that commits the unpardonable sin even feels that way. They don't feel guilty for their sin. They, they don't feel any shame at all. And and they don't get there. They never get there when they've committed the unpardonable sin. And and really, it's a, a basic, uh, the basic understanding that I can give you to help you really get that and grasp it is that you would literally say that everything about God, everything about Jesus, everything about the Holy Ghost is wicked and evil. And you turn from it and you literally believe that. Then you have turned a corner where you can't return. But you really have got to grasp hold that and believe that. Now, some people may have just gotten into a dialogue with people just because they want to be a part of a group or whatever and just kind of made maybe made some stupid statements that you wish you hadn't have made and you still feel that guilt like, I shouldn't have never said that. I shouldn't have never... You know, I, I would doubt that you've committed blaspheme if you still feel some guilt over some stupid things you may have said that you didn't really mean. But a person that commits blaspheme, they have no sense of uh, guilt about their sin. They have no sense of, and they look to Jesus. They look to God, everything about God, God's word, the Holy Ghost. It's it's a wicked and evil thing. They blaspheme because, uh, blaspheme against it, speak against it. Because see, the Bible says, it, it makes it clear that the, the whole, there's not three spirits. That's what causes people to get confused with the Trinitarian doctrine because there's not three spirits. There's only one spirit. The Bible tells you that. God's spirit, the spirit that was in Jesus Christ, God in Christ, and the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible tells us in Galatians um, 4 and 6 that God sent the spirit of his Son into our hearts. And that word spirit is capital S, meaning the Holy Ghost. The spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out the Father. So it, there's only one spirit, and it's all interconnected uh, to one God, one spirit connected to one God that brought one Messiah, you see, God in Christ. And so if you still feel even just a little flicker of this feeling inside you, I just wish I could get back to God. There's hope. And I've said this to people too. Where there's life, there's hope. Don't be foolish and listen to the devil and take your life and think that everything's going to be okay on the other side. That's not true. That's the devil trying to lie to you. Don't let him lie to you. God hates lies for a reason. Because lies are destructive. Lies bring so much destruction. You know, lies have destroyed marriages. Lies have destroyed companies. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to... I, I, I know there's a greater um, honor and respect that we should put into marriage between a man and a woman than, than certainly a company. But but what I'm saying is this. And you say, oh, have you gone hetero? Are you... Look, I never said that. And I wish people quit acting like that and talking like that. All right. Now, I've said before, and I don't know why I have to keep telling people, look, just because I repented of my sins and I turned from what God said to come out from among them, the gay agenda, and now it's called the LBGTQ, ABCDFG, I don't know what all is listed, uh, doesn't mean that I said I, that I no longer am same-sex attracted. No, I've always been and I probably always will be. But God said, he said, my grace is sufficient as much as I pleaded with the God, God of heaven to uh, take it away. And he finally spoke to me after many years and said, my grace is sufficient. Now go do what I ask you to do. So here I am. All right. And God will go down and he will take the base people. He will take those that, that are despised in the world to use uh, to uh, bring about honor and glory to his name and to uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness to me. And so God is good, and God loves you, and God's got a plan for you. 
Don't think you take out you're taken out to the trash. God loves you. Listen, you might be in the trash. That's what happened to the prodigal son. Well, I mean, he was up in the pig pen. How trash? How trashy can you get? That's as trashy as you can get. And so, listen, God loves you. you won't come back. And those of you that that have never known the Lord, I'll tell you what. There's nothing like serving the Lord Jesus Christ. He's there. He said, "I'll be a friend that will stick to you closer than a brother." He's going to love you. And the Lord, he'll walk with you, he'll talk with you, he'll be there, he'll fellowship with you. And you know what? The one thing Jesus ain't never going to do, he's never going to lie to you. Like the world and, and the way maybe people have lied to you, family or, or friends, people claim to be friends. I've had people lie to me, and I just, when I found out that, you know, certain people lied to me that I really trusted, it just really broke me, my heart. Because it's like I put all this trust and belief, and then they, and they lied to me. And, um, you know, and, and it's hard, you know, because lies hurt. And, and that's the reason why God hates it so much, because lies are destructive and, and uh, they will always be. And, and Satan is the father of lies, don't you know? He, he's the father of lies. I mean, he lied to a third of the angels in heaven and lied to them, uh, gave them the idea and the impression that he was going to take over God's throne. And, and he got kicked out. And the third of the angels that followed him, they fell too. But God was still left with two-thirds of the angels. And God still had the power to create more. The devil don't. Oh, the devil can do some things. But there's no indication that the devil can do that. So he uses what he's got. And uh, God's got uh, a greater power behind him in heaven. And so you don't have to worry about who's going to win this war. Now, there may have been a few battles that you got knocked out, but listen, the war's not over, but Jesus is fighting it. And hallelujah! And he is going to win. He's going to win. Hallelujah! Jesus is going to win this battle. And so you got to get on the right side. you got to get on the side of the Lord because I'll tell you what, things are going down. Everything is going to go down except for the things that stand for Jesus Christ and his word. Everything else is going to be lost. Everything else is going to literally be uh, wiped out except for the things that stand for God's word and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So won't you make the decision today to turn to the Lord if you've not done that? Now, I know this podcast is geared towards those that, is, you know, that say they're saved, but I have come across so many people that claim to know Jesus, and the more that I talk to them, I realize you're in that category that Jesus is talking about, and he doesn't know you because you don't have a relationship with him. you got to turn around and get into a relationship with him and really get to know the Lord. you got to take time with him, and you got to fellowship with him in prayer and, and get in the Word and, and get involved with God. Have a relationship with him because he loves you. Amen. So with that said, may the Lord keep you and bless you. And I just want to pray for folks before we leave out of here. Dear Lord, I'm thanking you for the privilege and opportunity to talk to people about your word and, and that living in the darkness of lies is going to destroy us if we don't come out into the light that you give to us. And so, Lord, I ask you, God, for all of those that are listening that may be trapped and they realize that they are trapped in darkness, they realize they're trapped in the world and trapped under uh, whatever the agenda that they've gotten wrapped up with, whether it be the transgender uh, agenda that is lying and trying to literally mutilate children, or whether it be uh, mutilating themselves and they're not a child or adult and they've just realized that they've been fooled and have been duped by the lies that have been told to them. God, I ask you to uh, rain down forgiveness and mercy upon them, Lord, just like you did me. And I ask you, Lord, to reach them, God, and touch them. God, let them know that you're there, that you love them, and, and that you'll bring them back into your fold. And maybe they never turned to you. Maybe they felt so uh, you know, hurt by the way that so many Christians or so-called Christians act, and even people that have all the truth that don't act. They have it, but they don't live it. They don't show love and don't show mercy. They may have you know, all the holiness that you call us to live, to be holy and, and to come out from among them and be ye holy like you call us to do, be ye separate from the world as you call us to do. But Lord, many of them don't have that love down in their heart 
to reach the very core of what you're wanting the church to do, the very essence of why we are still here, the church of the living God. We have a ministry of reconciliation to reach to those that are in desperate need of you. Because, Lord, they're only going to have so much time on this earth. And I pray that you will help them to see that. God, put a, put a thought in their mind and in the heart, of the, down in their heart, to know that their time is limited. And that they got to turn to you. And Lord, when they call out to you, I pray that you would just reach to them and love them and, <laughs> and let them feel your power. Let them feel your spirit sweep over their soul. Hallelujah. And Lord, as that song says, as we close, sweep over my soul. Sweep over my soul. Sweet Spirit, sweep over my soul. My rest is complete as I sit at your feet, sweet Jesus. Sweep over my soul. Won't you let the Lord sweep over your soul today? In Jesus' name, God bless you. I'm out.